I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of Vicky Passing the Secret 2. I'm joined by the lovely Jonathan Andrew. Um, how are you, Petal? I am good. I'm good. Happy to be back. Your setup is so professional, but I've got to be honest, I feel like you're tiny and miles away. I wish you were closer. Normally, I'm used to people being like this. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, this is the thing. I thought, because we're obviously, we're doing, every Monday is when the, the new episodes come out of the podcast. So I'm in the studio and I was like, look, I've got to do this. So let's just do it. So it's like, <laughs> like I, gen- I feel like Iron Man because there's like <laughs> cameras everywhere and mics and headphones. And I've got these little earbuds in and I'm like, I'm living all my TV presenter dreams. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know how any of this works. <laughs> <laughs> well, this that's basically you've just described my life, quite frankly, <laughs> like feeling constantly out of me depth. Um <laughs> So I know now you're moving more into a sort of celebrity styling, very entertainment space, but you've obviously cut your teeth as like a hairdresser and a stylist. Talk to us about your motivations for one. Because back in the day, Jonathan, was it like, a not, was it quite po- a popular vocation for a young lad or was there a couple of raised eyebrows? There was a lot more raised eyebrows than yeah. normal ones. Um, <laughs> funnily enough, it, the, the irony was I did my work experience in my uncle's salon um, in my uncle's salon. And, and I sort of realistically, my mum and dad split up when I was quite young. Summer holidays were my holiday, my mum's holiday from me. So she sent me to oh. my grandparents. So I'd stay with my grandparents for the summer. Um, and work experience was the like last two weeks before summer holidays started mm-hmm. so I was like I'm not going to come back to school for a day so I blagged it that I got eight weeks holiday because I thought I'll go and work in Scotland for two weeks and I'm already there I'll have a <laughs> great time and I went there and my uncle made me work the whole summer holidays and I just <laughs> I fell in love with it <laughs> you know and at the time I was probably 14 and I wanted to be a lawyer okay and my dad said oh my friend's just qualified as a lawyer and he's just treated himself to a Porsche 
And I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. I was like, How old is he? And he's like, he's 27. Now at 14, that was 204 to me. I'm like, I'll be driving in three years. I want a Porsche 18. I might take a little car first, but come on, let's, how do we move this on? Let's escalate and, this process. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, I spent some time with my uncle and he got up first thing in the morning and he got ready to go to work and he was just happy. Like he was, just, he was excited about it and you know, he spoke to people all day and he spent all this time around people. And I just thought, it, it, regardless of anything else, he still had, he had the nice house and the nice car and the nice watch and all the things that, you know, a 14 year old boy aspired to and looked up to that sort of marker of success. But outside of that, in sort of hindsight, looking back, he just really enjoyed what he was doing. And, you know, there was me and like 40 girls. And I was like, I quite like my odds here. And I'm only 14. But, you know, there's a good chance this could pan out. And ultimately it did. That's how I met my wife. But, um, you know, th- th- that side of it was, it was strange going back to school. I grew up in a little town in the Northwest. Um, you know, I had friends who were questioning my motivation and my sexuality at that time of like why are you becoming a hairdresser you know which is is common and it's unfortunate and sort of back then it definitely was a big thing um but I think there's an element of having that confidence of sort of understanding I find myself really lucky and we spoke about it before people always say you know I've I've seen people who say I'm not lucky I work really hard Mm. my mum works harder than anyone I ever know she's not got her own podcast yeah. Do you know what I mean? She yeah. goes to work every morning. She goes home every night. Like, where's her luck? There's a little and bit of a mix, isn't there? I, absolutely. And I think you're lucky if you find something you enjoy doing and you're lucky if you can take it to the next level. And that's where I was really fortunate is that I moved to London to pursue being a hairdresser when I was 17. Um, and that's when my family were at the time. Um, and my mum, like being a single parent, she was like, I can't live in Warrington on my own like I'm coming with you and she sold her house she saved up and she bought a house it was the first time she'd ever afforded to buy a house on her own she sold it to move to London with me so that I could become a hairdresser oh my and... I love your mum so <laughs> I know much. I know bless her um and she's incredible there's no better uh, no better person and and I adore her and and I've done everything I can to look after her now um because of the sacrifices she made in my life that allowed me to be able to do this and I think that's where I was fortunate is that I had that support at the start but I saw very very early on that there is hairdressing behind a chair in a salon yeah and then there is a whole other world of hairdressing away from that that is tv editorial shoots fashion there's so much more that you can do being able to do these skills that seeing the opportunity was out there and the things that you could go on to do i mean realistically i cut people's hair i've got my own podcast like it's mad when you when you look at it this do you know what i mean no because honestly i don't think it is that mad and i'll tell you why because i that's why i love you no but i think i don't think it is mad so i tell my hairdresser like i'll be sitting chatting to him and i think you know more about me than some of my best friends (laughs) <laughs> and there's something, you know, there is, and there's something about the process. And like when I sat with you, Jonathan, like we were just chatting and talking so much, like half the stuff we filmed for Fudge absolutely could not be used because we're far <laughs> too familiar and just having a nice time. But there's, when you're a good hairdresser, you 
and you make people feel comfortable and you have this great set of regulars, it's not just because you're a fantastic stylist. It's not just because the hair looks great. Don't get me wrong. That plays a huge part. But it's because you can communicate. Absolutely. It's, That's it's the be- biggest thing. Yeah. And th- when you sit in that chair, I've always felt like, I hate anything that feels like a waste of my time. Anything that is not making me money or like enriching my soul in some way, I'm I'm a nervous wreck over like my anxiety rises. <laughs> yeah. So if I can find someone who can do my hair and I can chat away to and feel like I'm, you know, actually it's taken my mind off the fact that I'm I'm not working and I'm not with the dogs or whatever, then that's a, a real, I suppose a real bonus and you do that really well so the fact that you've managed to parlay that into podcasting and chatting to people and all the rest of it it makes sense to me babe yeah I mean to be honest it's the only option you know I think it's a difficult one from a media perspective of pushing hairdressing forward it's quite tough because unless it's a show like a bake-off style show of kind of people doing hair which to the general public I don't think resonates that well because people don't understand it to that perspective like glow up for example is about makeup people use makeup every day they do their own makeup they understand it um and the only other way it works is is the kind of the salon side of it because if you know if you looked at like a chef for example how many shows Gordon Ramsay does yeah. it's because you can relate to every single one of them you know we've all eaten, eaten in a restaurant we've yeah. all eaten in a bad restaurant and there's that side of it whereas with hairdressing I can't really as a professional do something that you can follow along at home and the yeah. only thing that I've got that I could push through with that is talking because yeah. that's something that is the relatable aspect and whenever people sit in your chair and get their hair done like it's like a form of therapy like I often think it's super cathartic just chatting something through with me hairdresser you know and that must be where you've honed your skills as an interviewer and as like a good listener Uh, absolutely I think the the key there is is listening um you know because that is the thing that I think over the years has been discussed the most and probably forgotten the most yeah. is that, you know, I used to sit in conversation sometimes and you would see the look on people's faces. And I think one of the benefits that I've had from this is that I've been able to understand how conversations go. So I've watched people have conversations and you can just see that someone is waiting for their turn to talk again and they've not listened <laughs> to anything the person what? said before. People aren't listening to understand <laughs> anymore, mate. Absolutely. And listening Absolutely. for their turn to speak and it's fucking painful. Oh, it's so it's so frustrating because I think you lose the kind of the soul of it. And I yeah. think especially now, people are always looking to have a conversation and they're always mm-hmm. looking for someone to talk to. And I think it's all well and good. You know, the world that we've lived in over the last few years and, and, and lots of the things that have happened is that, you know, one of the forefront, uh, the things that have came to the forefront is we need to listen to people more and people need to be a- able to talk more. And I think it's all well and good saying that, but just sort of passing through it in normal life again, it doesn't really benefit anyone. And I think, especially in this scenario, and it's why the sort of, uh, when we were speaking about the episode with Pete before, was so profound on me is that just sitting back and listening to him talk about a subject that is well documented, but just how much passion he had for it and how much insight he had for it. If you're just waiting to say, oh, but look at this funny thing that happened. (laughs) At the end of that, 
it, it you, you lose the sense of that and I think you we lose have to the be person a lot more... as well absolutely. you lose their trust totally absolutely because you can see that you can see when someone do you know what I mean you could be telling the most heartfelt thing and you go yeah no oh, abs- oh I remember that happened to me and it's like oh you lost your foot in a car accident, didn't you? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like it's always the worst thing, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that that never happened. Um, so I, I think pat you that on is the, the back, key. though, babe. Just so you know, I must pat you on the back because Pete doesn't often open up. Like it takes me getting him, <laughs> it takes me getting him drunk normally to find out how his life is. Like so, yeah. the fact that he sat and done it with you, you are you must be a very very. You must you've got a trusting vibe. I think is what I want to say. Oh, thank you very much. I like that. Oh. <laughs> um, I had to buy him tequila after it, so I don't know if that's a sign that it went well or not. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it would work his way in somewhere. He's so predictable. <laughs> went, should, should we go and have a drink? And the bill was like 250 quid. We were there for half an hour. So Jesus Christ, Pete. <laughs> honestly, I fucking love him, but his daughter, uh, he's, isn't he? He's so, he's, honestly. But he's so far. I've got so much time for him, and I love. And it's the thing, actually, because that's what I've really loved uh, of the time that I've spent with you. So you guys have got that real. It's a it's a likable character, but it's not a character. If that yeah. makes sense, I know it's obviously like it's a real person, but there's so many. The, the thing that I've loved seeing over the years is there are TV people, and they're people who are on TV, and they're two yeah. very different people. And the thing that I've loved is getting to know the people who are on TV because the character comes away and the other side of it comes down. And I think when you know that you're in a safe space to to some degree of that, you know, I'm not trying to find some scoop and I'm not trying to get a headline and I'm not trying to, you know, call some publication showbiz editor and say, I've got the inside scoop. Like, that's not for me because I wouldn't want that and I wouldn't want to live in that scenario if someone was asking me those questions and again it's like you were saying about the trust side of it is that I wouldn't want to pe- well I wouldn't want people to think that's what I was trying to get out of any yeah. conversation because you know just be nice and it's fun to to yeah. like people it's such a shitty vibe like you can yeah. just sense sometimes and I'm not naming any names right but I've gone on some tv shows and like obviously I'm an emotional person I have a bit of a reputation <laughs> as a crier but like I sit there and like I just see a producer push a box of tissues in my direction before the interviews <laughs> even started and I think fuck you like I'm yes. I'm I'm not going to cry today. Like you can tell they're almost preempting that emotional response that they want. That's going to get the headline. Like she breaks down on the telly or whatever. And I don't know. It leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And Absolutely. People, people just let things happen organically and have had a lovely chat unfold. Then who knows? I might fucking cry. <laughs> but, absolutely. But that's the thing. That's where it's real. You know, I, we were, I was talking, Emily, my producer for the podcast, we were talking about a, a show that we'd seen the other day. And, you know, it's just, you can see that it's manufactured for that. Mm. And, you know, one thing that we've been really conscious of doing the show is that we've wanted people to be as real as possible because we're having a real conversation. What I don't want to do is, you know, that old one of like, ha ha, you know, your hair looks shit and oh, look at that blonde one. It's like, you know, so tell me about your first pet, you know, and it's like, do you know what I mean? It's just you can see it. It's just so because I'm trying to get some trailer that it's, it's like coming. yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like and and I get that. And I think it's, I think the great thing about the the world over the last few years, I definitely think you know people are moving in a bit more of a mob mentality, and everyone's trying to get the scoop so that everyone can get the comments and all of that sort of stuff. But I definitely think 
authenticity is far easier to spot now and i think that is that is the real key in in sort of relationships and and conversation and listening to people is that if you genuinely are authentic in those scenarios people will open up to you more and and we will all be better people for it because if we live our life waiting for the next big thing that we can all get around and comment on or take the piss out of or be behind you know i i think that's where it it doesn't work out so well for the best for in in the best interest of everyone and i think you know being authentic and trying to keep that momentum moving forward is is what we all need to do yeah and do you know what podcasts at the like bones of it should just be a really authentic lovely conversation with two people um where you sort of i don't know you sh- you swap stories and like if something's going to come out it's going to come out and if it's not it's still just a nice chat i don't put any pressure on anyone me when i always chat to people like when i'm approaching it initially i always just say it's a really lovely chat we're not looking to trip anybody up because you know i think on I'm, some I'm, of them there so is true so true and i think like what you've just said there you know that's the thing i've loved about doing this and this whole experience of doing this is is getting to chat to to you guys because where i've seen it different is that i think when you look at the like you were talking about the shows that you go on and they're pushing you to cry is that they're trying to get a reaction that's for that moment and and it just pushes that singular moment in time that they can get a scoop or a headline for but there's so many people who will follow you and be inspired by you and you know be a fan of you that will never that that will never get the insight into what they might be feeling that you might be feeling and i think that's where the podcast medium works so well is that you know i've you know seen emails that people have sent into shows and and listen to shows where they have people email in and they're like you've helped me through some really tough times and and you've been there for me and i think just having that voice in the background and actually going oh my god they are real people because everyone says oh celebrities are just real people you know we all put our trousers on one leg at a time and all that sort of stuff yeah but ultimately it's very hard to separate that from you know people who are struggling in life or financially or mentally and all those sort of things but when you you have the opportunity to listen to people who really are having those issues and and the same as everyone else, you just might have a better car and a nicer house. Like, do you know what I mean? When you take all of that away, it's still just two human beings. And I think that's where we're in a really unique position to be able to give people insight into the lives that you guys have. And, you know, it's not all glitz and glam. And, you know, the, uh, behind all of that and behind Instagram, like, which is what you do so well, you know, you showcase your Instagram, you say this is the Instagram and then this is the real life. And, mm-hmm. and I think that really opens up a side and it shows people are different sides of you and and it's a testament to how authentic you are being to the, to the people that follow you is that it's very easy nowadays with technology to make everything look amazing but no you know we've all had bad night's sleep <laughs> it's true <laughs> no but i i think it's oh, honestly mate i think it's important i always endeavor to show both sides of the coin you know more for my own mental health than anything else like if i was trying to keep up with this perfectly curated little squares yeah. I, I'd just be exhausted. I drive myself oh, insane. Absolutely. I know we've just gone through like a lovely chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. They're about how, you know, we're not going to dig for any goss and we're going to be authentic and all that. But I just, <laughs> wanted, to, I just wanted to know who the most famous person, his hair you've ever done as well. <laughs> it got me thinking. I was like, I am just genuinely really curious about this. So um, who, Go on, you must have done somebody. I know Jamie Redknapp, and obviously, you know, I'm a big fan. Yeah, of like the, those guys are up there. I mean, it depends. Like, famous for, like, like big, I suppose, in, in that scenario, I'd have to say. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm really Adam Lambert. Stop it. Yes, like, like I mean, that's you know, he's the front man of Queen now. Like, I mean, that's quite. I've got to say, that's quite. Big. He's got fantastic hair as well. Oh, he was, he was, he was so good. I remember it was sort of really early on in my career, and um, and I was, I was a bit nervous, and I said to him, um, "I think, I think you're the biggest person's hair I've ever done before." And he went, "Are you calling me fat?" And I was like, "No, no, 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 no!" And he was only joking, but I shit myself. <laughs> I was like, oh no, please, please don't hate me. Don't tell other celebrities not to come here. Um he, yeah, he was he was definitely up there. I remember I cut Louis Walsh's hair a few times and he was the mo- he was the best for gossip. He loved it. He can't he help himself. It, it. Oh my god, it was his currency. I remember I met him once for like five <laughs> minutes. I remember I just won the jungle. And I did this, it was like the Who Shot Simon Cowell sketch thing on, yeah. um, I think it was Anton Deck Show, it was something. Anyway, I turned up late because my train had been delayed um, and I, I just felt like I was in a dream, mate. I walked into this like amazing mansion where they were shooting this party scene and like all these celebrities were there, Louis Walsh, Sunita, Simon Cowell, like, and, and I just literally... <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And I remember walking up to Sunita and being like, hi, are you all right? My name's Vicky. And she went, <laughs> she just stared at me blankly and she's like, what? And I went, hello, are you all right? My name's Vicky. And she's like, and she tried to like repeat back what I'd said to her. And like, just like, I spoke complete gobbledygook. It was awful. Anyway, Louis Walsh just like took me arm and he was like, don't mind her. And just started fucking telling us all this sort of like mad gossip. And I was like, I've just got here, Louis. Like, you've got your business. I know, I know. I remember I remember when it cut his hair once and he went, right, so what have you got for me? And I was like, like nothing. I'm dry, Louis. You've got to stop. I've been at home all week. Like, call someone. The people that you know, you think you're coming to me? You think I've got gossip? Oh, God. No, he is brilliant. I'm absolutely obsessed with that story. I know. <laughs> Thank no, you. it makes me laugh. Makes me Thank laugh. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> As a hairdresser, like you must see certain trends that, like, that's what you are the bones of it, isn't it? So certain yeah. trends that kick off that you know you must just think oh god no like I can remember once a couple it wasn't a couple of years ago now it's probably more like 10-15 years ago but I'm so old um remember when Rihanna had that sick red hair Jonathan yeah it went was massive like, oh my god everyone had it and like birds who just had no business having bright red hair were like swanning around <laughs> and I remember what a couple fringes. Of yeah and obviously it looked great on Riri but it's not gonna look good on everyone um so that for me is a big standout moment has there ever been like a trend like that where you've just thought please god stop well it's an interesting one because that the instant uh, what you're talking about there uh is very true that happens all the time because what happens now is sort of back in the day 
trends used to be what Anna Winter said they were in yeah. Vogue. And sure. there'd be autumn, winter and spring, summer. And all that would happen is <clears throat> fashion week would happen and all the big magazines would cover like the Tom Fords and the Mark Jacobs. And then it would filter down until it got to like heat and they would be like, flowers are in. And, you know, it'd be like <laughs> the, the diluted version of that. And that would become what, what trends would be. Um, <clears throat> now, social media has just killed trends. Like it doesn't work like it used to because mm. you could have like the coolest, trendiest thing straight from the Catwalk of Paris Fashion Week today. By next week, Kendall Jenner will have done something and she's just wiped all of it out. It's just so fa- it happens, fast moving, yeah, isn't it? Everything's so fast paced. So, I mean, there's there's moments like you're just like, oh God, the wrong person's going to ask me for this. And <clears throat> I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story of that. There was a trend once. It was a Cheryl Cole haircut. Uh-huh. I can't remember which one it was. I bet you I've tried to copy it. It was like the it was like the big blow dry, and it was like the fringe, and she looked amazing. She she does. And I was talking to this woman, and we were sort of trying to fix her hair. And uh, she said that she'd gone to a salon uh, with this picture of mm-hmm. of Cheryl Cole, and she's sitting in the chair waiting, and the hairdresser is obviously very busy and he's you know he's doing a set of highlights and then he's coming to have the consultation uh-huh. to get a shampoo to finish his highlights and he's managing his day and he comes over and they have an in-depth conversation about this hairstyle that she's gonna get uh-huh. and he is you know babe don't worry you're getting it well, this is what we're gonna do we're gonna do it like this it's gonna look great blah 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 i'm gonna get you shampooed you know i'm gonna leave you with chris i'm just gonna finish my highlights here i'll be back we'll get your hair cut so she's like great so he goes over and he starts finishing off the highlights. He comes back, just starts cutting this woman's hair. Uh-huh. Now, at this point, he's obviously totally forgot everything that he was doing. And she said that she took this little picture out of her pocket from under the gown. Uh-huh. And she looked at the picture of Cheryl Cole's hair that she'd gone in with. And she looked up in the mirror and it was two totally different haircuts. <gasps> and no. she said at this point, the guy realized and went, come on, you didn't think I was going to make you look like that, did you? <laughs> Totally bold. <laughs> oh my god! But then, but, what do you even say at that oh, point? Like, I, know. I like to think I take it on the chin and go, "I'm having a busy day. I've done something wrong. I'm so sorry. This is obviously free. And if you yeah, need anything you, else, well, <laughs> yeah, you have not? to. You, you have to. The best, the best one of it all, though, which is still my all-time favorite, is um, I did a I. I used to do education in salons and I'd always mm-hmm. go and tell this story. Um, and I'd always say to everyone like halfway through the day and people are getting a bit bored. Like, what's the funniest hair story you've got? And all these people start like See, nudging this girl. Till this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, she starts nudging this girl and, and everyone's like, go on, tell him, tell him. And I said, Oh, come on. You've, you've got to tell me. And she said, I don't even think it's funny, which immediately to me says, this is funny. And, and, and she says, now, in audio, you'll get it, and you'll obviously only get it if you you know what I'm talking about. But <clears throat> she says that she said I've got this client. She's this little old lady, and I go to her house uh, every Friday to blow dry her hair because she can't leave the house. Oh. And she said, so I go every Friday and I go and do it. And I said, okay, this is like really heartfelt. Cute. I don't see where this is funny. Mm-hmm. She said, but I go this one day, and she's really particular. And she said to me. I loved my hair last week. Make sure you use that mousse that you used last week because it really held it in place. So I'll have to have it in. And she said, okay, no problem at all. She's like, but this woman make me feel really nervous. So I turn around, I open my kit bag and I've got no mousse. And she's like, 
but I was so nervous to tell her that I didn't have any moose that I just crouched down behind her and went, <laughs> and then pretended <laughs> to put moose in her hair. She was like, loved it, no dear. <laughs> you know what though? Like Harry, my head was like, does this to me all the time, Jonathan. Like, I'll take, you'll do me hair, and I'll look at it and I'll go, and it, it's all me mood. It's all based on the kite the day I'm having, and you'll do it like he always does it. And I'll go, something's not right. I'll go, it's too short here, or what have you done to this bit? Or do you know what I mean? I'll say something, and he'll go, yeah, no problem, child. No, 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 mix it. In my head, he's going away and changing it, and I'm not looking in the mirror, so I think he is. And then he shows me again, and I go, yeah, babe, perfect. Thanks for doing that. He has since admitted to me that he doesn't fucking change anything. <laughs> but that's Harry. That's Harry. He is. He's. He's a genius at that. Such a bastard. He says he just like just messes it up, brushes it, and goes, "Yeah, I've changed it." Don't. It's such a placebo. We think we know it sometimes. It is absolutely. You know, and that's a hard thing. It's hard to to get out of your head, sort of how you feel about it and what you feel it's supposed to be like. And you know, and Harry, you know, so Harry is godfather to to my little girl who does your hair, and he's he's such a he's such a unbelievably talented hairdresser Classic. but he makes me laugh oh, i've got stories about harry <laughs> oh, don't even like honestly he's just one of them that's oh, really God. good for oh, the harry, harry used to turn up 45 minutes late to clients with starbucks <laughs> and he would do he would he buy them a starbucks though and they'd be like they'd be at the desk going why is harry not here i've been waiting 45 minutes and he'd walk in and he'd go hi babe i got you a starbucks and they'd be like oh harry <laughs> You're just like, this is ridiculous. But this is me. Like, he walks in at every appointment 20 minutes late, right? The other day, he was 40 minutes late, right? And he went, no, but I am actually sorry today because 40 minutes is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you're an arsehole, but you're my arsehole, if that means Absolutely. It. I wouldn't change it for the world. Oh, babe. I think I'm, um, before I let you go, I know you're super busy, Um. I think hair care back in the day, it used to be so straightforward. Like when I was younger, I just washed my hair with whatever my mom had in the shower or the bathroom, you know? And I didn't think anything of it. But now, Jesus Christ, like the market is so oversaturated and you're constantly yeah. being told different ways to care for your hair and what's good and what isn't. Things I thought used to be great for my hair, I'm now being told just aren't, you know? I used yeah. to think Aussie and Tresemme and all that was just wonderful because I loved the packaging and the ad campaigns were fab. Yeah, I believed what I was told. But now I'm 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 sort of being, oh, you need sulfate free and you must get Olaplex and you need leave-in conditioners. It's kind <laughs> of for the not for a normal person on a normal wage, it's all really confusing and expensive. I wanted to know if you had sort of like three top tips that were realistic and affordable for like good healthy hair. Definitely. Um, I, I, I totally know what you mean. I think the key is to find the right balance. So I'd look at it a lot like uh, makeup. It's probably mm -hmm. the easiest way to explain it. People understand makeup. Um, to create a lot of the looks that you see or a lot of looks that you want, you've got to accept that it's not just, you know, I put some water in it and it worked. You know, yeah. if you put makeup look on, there's multiple products involved in that. So for me, what I always tend to do is find what works for majority of your looks so you know like a blow dry primer or a salt spray most hair looks in the world that i do at least and most hair looks will have something like that there'll be something protecting your hair when you're blow drying it there'll be something helping you give texture and shape so always have something like that okay um and then if you've got specifics then you can get a mousse and a 
serum and other things like that but <clears throat> sorry those are the kind of fundamentals that i would say like salt spray is my favorite for everything so i i think everyone should have salt spray because if you want a bit more hold in your blow dry or you want a bit more texture or for guys hair like go for it it works for everyone it's a good one um but the big key i always try and get across to people is is if you can get a really good shampoo and conditioner but make sure that you've got a, a better conditioner suited to what you're trying to do with your hair so you've got colored hair uh, use one that's going to benefit the color you've got dry and damaged hair use one that's for that but the biggest tip that i always give people is shampoo your hair twice because we don't do it at the salon just to make the experience a little bit better for you wash it twice so <clears throat> the first one will lift away all of the like dirt excess oil environmental factors all of that sort of thing and then the second shampoo is what actually then cleans your hair and that's what will give you the benefits of it because if you just wash it once it's just it's literally just moving around all of the dirt that was already in your hair and just sort of lifting bits of it up so you know when people used to there you go when people used to build everything up on them whether a product lathered up and they'd be like, oh, it doesn't really lather up in my hair, so I'll get one. So a lot of the brands that you mentioned and a lot of the sort of like uh, the cheaper alternatives put additives in that to make it lather up more so you feel like it's cleaning it more. Yeah. The reason shampoo doesn't lather up in your hair when you use it is because it's dirty. So the shampoo is trying to lift the dirt up, not so that so that doing it isn't not having that so if you struggle and your shampoo isn't lathering up just spritz a bit of water on it and it brings it back to life there's a top tip for you so yeah so the the two shampoos is the big one but my favorite one is once a week get whatever normal conditioner you use get a hot towel Mm -hmm. and by hot i mean just put the hot tap on and run a towel under some hot water put twice the amount of conditioner you normally would on wrap the towel around your head while it's still warm Leave it till it goes cold, take it off and rinse it out and you will get a naturally at home treatment without buying a treatment. That is so good and so affordable and so easy to do. And we all have those bits in the house. I'm actually going to do that tonight. I've been like, I've been trying so hard with me hair and I've been taking all the bloody stupid gummies and doing all the tonics and like, but do you know what? Spending a fucking fortune on stuff as well. That's the problem. It's just a lot of it's gimmicks and a lot of it's expensive. You go back to this sort of basics and the simple aspects of it then then you can save yourself some money and still get the great results oh well thank you so much for that top tips from the straight from the horse's mouth um right before (laughs) i let you go because i know how busy you are here at vicky patterson the secret too we always ask our gorgeous guests to give our lovely listeners a couple pearls of wisdom and i know i'm Mm -hmm. being cheeky because i've just squeezed those hair tips out of you as well but (laughs) (laughs) i think um, (laughs) For you, I'm after something a bit more profound. And at the at the heart of being a really great hairdresser is, of course, styling and chopping and making someone feel beautiful and gorgeous, which is a huge, like, you know, a huge thing and not something to be sniffed at. But I think going, going back to what we said about it being so much about having a conversation, feeling like you are the experience is cathartic in some way to a person you're obviously a great communicator and um i want to know because i think everybody could do with being a little bit of a a better listener what your secret is to being a really great listener um 
the the simple secret to it is is uh, my granddad gave me some advice when I was when I was really young, and he said, "There's a reason God gave you one mouth and two ears," and <laughs> that, and that's what I've always stuck him. to. Um, <laughs> is that you should listen twice as much as you talk, and I think being able to do that really opens up to to learning more about the person that you have a relationship with and conversing with but also about yourself because I think it's those little moments where you get the best ideas and and the best way of sharing with people I think it's really important to to listen like I said more more than you are willing to speak because if you're trying to talk all the time it's impossible to hear what anyone else is saying that is do you know what that is so lovely it doesn't surprise me that you had such a great way to sort of sum it up because you are a good listener but that was just lovely and I'm going to remember that and I'm going to say it as well I like that well you have to you have to say where you got it from I will (laughs) I'll say Jonathan Andrews uh, grander (laughs) (laughs) that's that's exactly it that's it (laughs) thank you so much for being such a wonderful guest thank you so much for having me i've gone away with hair tips tips for life like it's just been incredibly beneficial for me (laughs) i love it i love it well uh, thank you so much for having me and as always it's great to spend time with you and i can't wait to see all your terrible hair pictures on my podcast (laughs) you're such a knob you had to go and ruin our lovely hour (laughs) oh there'll be some nice ones don't worry i won't do you like that yeah, well, good luck. Then, <laughs> the, nice ones, the nice ones will all be Harry's hair. <laughs> Ever Googled your own name? Prepare for a shock because your personal info, including addresses and phone numbers, is out there especially with the recent hacks at some big phone and healthcare companies. But here's where Aura steps in. Aura scans the dark web for your sensitive information and sends real-time alerts. Aura also actively requests that your information be removed from data broker sites, putting you back in control. Aura provides you with a complete online safety toolkit, credit and transaction monitoring, a secure password manager, a privacy-enhancing VPN, parental controls, and more. Try Aura risk-free with a 14-day trial at Aura.com safety. That's A-U-R-A dot slash safety. Rest easy with Aura. Visit A-U-R-A dot safety today. <laughs> 